Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 15. I'm Todd, this is AJ. Hello. And, hey, we did it. Episode 15. Yeah, man. Surreal. Halfway to 30. You know what I just realized? This is real. Today, I accidentally wore a sweatshirt. Because I like to dress nice. And then I saw you had a sweatshirt on, so I was going to make a joke about, hey, it's sweatshirt day. Oh. And then you, and then I took it off. you are dressed really nicely, <laughs> and I look like a hobo. Oh, so, whatever. thank you. Hey, um, back to it. This is Real Talk. What's Real Talk? If this is your first time watching, well, you should go back and watch the other ones. Absolutely. But, just so you know what this is, Real Talk is just an opportunity. Um, there'll be a link at the top of this video, and mm -hmm. people can go. They click it. It opens up a box, form-fillable box. They enter a question. It goes into a database that anonymously asks questions. Mm -hmm. So it kind of sprung out of a lot of things, but really this is just a space for people to be able to ask questions about God, the Bible, our church, uh, which is a remnant church here in Whitley County, Indiana, Columbia City. And um, we do our best to just kind of wrestle with those and have real talk about it. That's right. Uh, we don't promise to have all the answers. That's sort of our preface or our, you know, whatever preface. I don't know how to speak today. But uh, we don't promise to have all the answers, but we do promise to talk with you about it in real talk. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully it drives you to scripture, if nothing else. That's the, the goal. Answers. Yeah. So um, typically we have, I think today's questions are pretty much mostly uh, pretty serious, yeah. pretty real. Mm -hmm. The uh, We are continuing to go through our database. If you are interested in asking questions, you certainly can do that, fill it out, and uh, it'll go in our database. And we've made a commitment to answer every one of them. That's right. Which is wild because we got a it's lot. a lot. Uh, the other thing, <laughs> we'll mention this again at the end, we also do a live version of this, mm -hmm. which you can interact with us on Facebook Live, and we do that this Thursday. We'll announce that at the end of the show. Yep. So, man, we start this out as usual. Uh, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing really good. I, uh, I'm very excited for the future. Um, I kind of realized that I take for granted a lot of things, and I just... I tend to let myself and like my imperfections, uh, I guess, uh, dilute uh, what's really good. You know, hmm. you know. I know, like we had a conversation not long ago about like like being content. You know, and I've kind of thought about it. and I've tried to go deep with it. And I'm like, man, like like what is being content? I'm just about to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's For like, you, what is that? Man, I think it's just realizing that like like if I wake up every day and I do my best with whatever that is. I think that's being like I can be content with that, you know. Like, and I know I've actually on previous episodes I've talked about like like like, like what is my best, mm. and you know. And I think I don't think I have a full answer to that yet, but I think it's it's in pro. You know, we're taking steps. Like it's it's a work in progress, and it's moving in the right direction. Mm. You know, so just being able to wake up and say, hey, like I'm gonna give it my best today, and I'm gonna love people, and I'm gonna try to be like Jesus. You know, like, that's really good. I like that a lot, man. I think that's really given me a, a deeper sense of peace, and like it's it's made me appreciate everything. <laughs> so that's that's I've been good. So yeah, this is kind of this is gonna hit you from left field here. Sure, and this is really real. So okay. if you don't want to cut it out, we'll cut it out. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, what I was thinking was, so you've been pretty real. You didn't grow up in the church. Mm -hmm. We both share that. Yep. Um, and you. You know, I don't know how long have you been really saved? No Jesus now? Is it a year, two years? Um, I would say it's probably I've been taking it seriously, like like really yeah. starting to grow and really starting to take off with it. I'd say it's probably approaching two years now. Yeah, that's what I thought. So what I'm at, I, you you do a great job, I think, of wrestling through these things. I mean, how do you feel, man? Like, do you still do you still find that joy? 
I remember, I think even one of our first episodes you shared where for a while you just felt this weight. And yeah. I remember we had that discussion. It was a really cool mm-hmm. discussion about, man, like, I know this is real, but I just feel this weight all the time. Yeah. And then you kind of got out of that and you were starting to feel this joy and this, mm-hmm. you know, where are you at with that stuff now? I mean, do you um, wake up and you're, you, you still, feelings aren't everything, but you sure. still want this and feel it? Or are you in that place right now where it's like, man, I just, I'm wandering through a desert kind of? Um, I think I felt like, you know, the desert, I think I kind of felt like that for a while, just kind of wandering. And, uh, I think that in itself put weight on me Mm -hmm. of like not feeling like, like, what am I doing? You know, but, um, I definitely feel like I have a better sense of direction as of lately. Um, as far as I would say I'm in a better place, um, comparatively to, where I, when I when I first became a believer, I think it's funny because I think it kind of happens almost to everybody. It seems like when you first become a believer, you have like this this new sense of fire. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of sad that that tends to you know it fades after a while, and like you have to really push yourself because you know I remember there was a point in life where I was just reading so much and like it's almost as if like even if I didn't fully understand what I was reading, it was affecting me. Like I was, I was still different, and I was being. That's what it says. Exactly. It's a supernatural thing, right? Yes, and like I was able to truly feel more peaceful, and I was able to look at the day, despite my circumstance, and say, "Hey, I'm okay. I'm here. I'm in a moment." Mm-hmm. You know, and like, really yeah, and it all it all goes back to like I let that, I let that feeling and like that sense of joy fade because I started letting everything. Let's you know, I put that away, and then you know. A new day comes, and eventually it just started getting less and less. You know, with every day that passed, um, that joy slowly started slipping because I was letting daily things, you know, affect who I, who yeah. I was being and like how I was feeling. Do you think you said this is interesting? You said it, and I, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think my mm-hmm. my natural response is to say you're 100 right. Well, I, we always have this fire, and then it fades. Mm-hmm. But does it have to? And if it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. So I'll say his name, you know. I know he watched it. I'm not trying to suck up to him, but I think of a guy like Greg, and yeah. I know he goes through tough times, and he may, and maybe he's in a season of it. Mm-hmm. Why is he so excited? Mm. Like, what's the difference? I know one thing about that guy is he devours scripture. He spends time in the Word. Mm. So, you know, one of the things, I, and, and I'm asking you, you don't have to answer here, but yeah. for me, as you speak, it's like, do we just accept things that this is, oh, this is what it is to be human and a Christian. It's it's going to always suck, and mm-hmm. some days are good, but a lot of days aren't, and <clears throat> certainly, God, we've talked about this in previous episodes, tribulations, trials come, but that, you know, joy is above those circumstances, so right. what's the difference, man? Like you said it earlier, you said, oh, I was reading scripture all the time. Well, are you now? Not as much as I was then. Man, I, I there's something... To, to that man and I don't mm-hmm. know it's one of those things where we we want the experience and the feeling that comes from doing the things that bring us closer to God or help us to be more connected abide mm-hmm. rest but we, we want but we want that life. before we actually do it that's good so like if I feel before then I'll go to scripture well that may not be the way it works it's almost like I want muscles before I work out and then when I get muscles I work out that's mm-hmm. not the way it works like right. you've got to do something mm-hmm. and then get the results so I don't know about you but sometimes you're sitting here I'm like yeah man you're right and then I caught myself and I'm like man that's ridiculous I'm accepting something mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be true you're right and that's and it's weird because I definitely agree with you like like it definitely doesn't have to be out of the way like 
I've, I can't remember. I feel like I've heard a term before, but they talked about like how they're like, oh, it's like that, it's that newbie fire or whatever. And I'm like, that, like, that shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> like, yeah. like we should just like as soon as we learn about Christ and then like we should just, we should take off and just always be on the up but that's just not how it is and it's weird that it's not you know I definitely agree it doesn't have to be that way and I don't know man it's hard to, it's it's a weird thing I think it's one of those things where one of the for me I, I, I need to I wonder if because I see it in other people sometimes I wonder if I see it myself so you know mm-hmm. those people who say trying to think of something um i don't have any i don't okay let's take a guy who's like i can't find a girlfriend mm-hmm. I'm like okay well how many like girls do you talk to and they're like zero okay no. well i'm never gonna be married okay well how many like are you doing taking care of are you doing anything about it yeah well no okay well so like we can we, we complain man i wonder how we i wonder when we when god comes back or we go to him and when he's just gonna and we're like man why was it so hard and he's like well, part of it's sin, but I mean, you didn't use all these tools I gave you. I literally yeah. told you what to do, mm. and you didn't do it. And then, you know, we make life harder on ourselves because we really we, we just we are so driven by emotion, man. Instead of using it's emotion so... as a barometer for the problem, mm-hmm. you know, emotions are God is emotional. We see that, you know, in, in His way in Scripture, He's angry, mm-hmm. uh, His heart is moved, He's grieved, He's it brings him joy, you know, all these type of things are sure. in there. So that's cool. Like, I don't want to say, like, emotions are bad. We need to be robots. Mm-hmm. But they're not the only thing. Yeah. Because certainly they can be wrong. Mm-hmm. If they weren't wrong, then he wouldn't tell us things like, be angry and do not sin. Or, you know, all, don't be, <clears throat> you know, all those things. Um, wild yeah. passions. It says don't be controlled by your wild passions. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. Anyway, you always bring up really good things to think about. Yeah, man. It's just weird. Like... Now that you mention that, like, because I think for me, it's definitely something I didn't master then, but like, I was definitely not letting emotions get the best of my days, you know? And like, it's weird how that works, because like, like, what made me revert back? <laughs> it's weird, you know? They talk about that slow fade, man. That slow fade is so real. I remember the first time I ever heard you talk about slow fade, and I was like, like, that's not even, like, it's definitely a thing with faith, but I feel like it's just a thing in life, too. Like, like even for people who don't believe, like, a slow fade, that happens to everybody in a sense of, like, depending on whatever it is. Like, it happens, and it's weird. And, like, I definitely want I want to be better in the sense of, like, I don't want that to happen over and over and over, and it keeps happening. So it's one of those, it's very frustrating, but I feel like I'm on one of those points right now, currently, where I'm in a good spot to go up and I want to go up and then I want to do everything I can to not start to go back down. <laughs> I do think there's one other thing that goes with that mm-hmm. to encourage you too, like of how to avoid some of that. Mm-hmm. You said at the beginning, and then I, you said, <clears throat> I just wake up now and I try to love people like Jesus. and try to, mm-hmm. Man, I do think we make, we sometimes, and it comes from a good place, um, we, we don't rest. So even as we have these discussions, man, I know I'm this, I know I'm that, Lord. And it, but what would it be to rest in knowing and trusting that I don't have to scramble around all the time and be hate myself because I have these struggles and mm-hmm. carry this weight? Because he says that, you know, when Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm. Does that feel true? And if it doesn't, it's it's either he's lying or something, we're, we're viewing things wrong. Right. So it, 
certainly he's not lying. Definitely not so, lying. <clears throat> you know, I like what you said of just simplifying it sometimes and saying, you know what, I don't have to have it all figured out right now. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about this a lot at the church. I, it's just been in my mind where the, we don't expect the infants in this church. We have a lot of them now yeah. that are running around to know how to be an adult immediately. Right. We don't say, well, they're terrible humans because they don't know. You know, you're a saint, and you it's going to take time for us. We do the best we can, and we're faithful. But also there's this point where Jesus said, abide in me, hmm. rest in me. So it's good stuff, man. Yeah. <clears throat> How are you doing? <laughs> well, uh, it feels weird because I'm going to rehash some of this because I had a really good discussion. You were part of this. You were kind of running around working, but you may have heard it with mm-hmm. some guys here at the church. Yeah. So I'll be really transparent, and I may get in trouble with this from the leadership later because they, they tell me I don't need to do this sometimes. But <laughs> one of the things, so I'll try to connect this for you. I have a past. We all do. Mm-hmm. I've done things since I've been a Christian that I regret, that yes. are shameful. You know, so I do it every day. But I'm, you know, the big things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have those in my life. I've, I, I don't think I deny that. I think I'm pretty transparent about that. I hope I, I come I across that way. Um, so because of that, one of the consequences of that is it doesn't matter. You know, you're going to have rumors sometimes. You know, pe- we all have that. We have people. You have people in your life right now that probably would say things about you. Sure. Right? And yeah. and it's tough. Like, and I don't want to be. Most of the time, I think you know me, I'm, I'm sort of a fighter by nature, so I'm like, whatever. I know, like, mm-hmm. You know, haters made me stronger, whatever, you know, that kind of mindset. But I, what bothers me sometimes in Christendom is, I'll use, I, the reason I brought my rumors up, let's use myself instead of making up someone. So let's say someone says something about me that is completely untrue. It's a horrible thing. I don't know, you know, whatever that thing is for you. Not illegal, right? We're not talking about illegal things, moral failings, that kind of thing. Mm. So <clears throat> what you, what I'm fascinated by is like, let's say it is true. Let's, uh, I better use Bob, okay? So we'll say Bob because if I use myself, then people are going to be like, what is it? What it's not. I use myself only to say it's kind of what brought this stuff up because then I started right. thinking. So let's say Bob <clears throat> um, divorces his wife, cheats on his wife, divorces his wife. Mm-hmm. He's in the church. And he realizes later that he made a mistake, and he repents of it. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that's possible? Do we believe that it's possible for Bob to repent and change his life? Even is it well? First off, do we believe it's possible for Bob to be a Christian and make a mistake mm. that he regrets? Well, I think that's pretty clear. We see that in Scripture. Paul yes. talks about it. We always say Romans seven. We see Peter certainly did it. You know, all those kind of things. So we, we can acknowledge that's possible. I don't think yes. most Christians live out of that. They'll say, hey, you know, and that doesn't make s- This is why we, you may have to ask questions. Cause I don't want to confuse people. It doesn't mean that sin isn't serious, but it is. But we know that there's going to be times that we fail. And, and yeah. the, the, the hope and the, the hope and the expectation is that it's going to be less and less as we mature in our faith. And it's going to be. We certainly don't want to hurt people. We don't no. want to sin. You know, we're pursuing that. But there's times that we take our eyes off of Jesus and we do stupid things. That's right. So do we believe people can mess up? Well, certainly the Bible implies that. Do we believe that we are to forgive each other when people repent? Well, certainly. We know that in Matthew 18. We talked about that in previous episodes. Yes, we have. <clears throat> but I don't think that we live that out. And what I get really scared about is the bobs, how we treat these bobs, is mm-hmm. what gospel are we preaching? And what more so, 
What gospel is Christendom, popular Christianity culture, accepting as true because maybe a majority lives that out? Does that make sense? So let's say 500 people say, they're all going to say that this situation with Bob happens and we, you know, we believe in repentance. Yeah. But they don't treat Bob like he may have repented. They mm. don't treat Bob like he has turned away, like he has been restored, like he can walk right. forward. They don't treat him that way. Right, So then what they're saying is their life is preaching a different gospel than what they say they believe. And because the majority, let's say there's 500 people say, yeah, Bob, you can be forgiven, but God's never going to really use you again and we can't really deal with you. And like it will smile, but we'll always be like, there's that guy. Right. Then the rest of us in Christianity and the new Christians that come in go, well, that's, that must be the real, that, mu- that must mean that there are things that God can't forgive. Mm. So even though our theology and intellectually we say that we believe it, Right. Because of the way we live it out, we start to accept as truth hmm. these patterns that aren't true. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. Guy in the room, does that make sense? Because we have a guy here. Because if not, yeah. Because if not, I'm asking, we got a brother here in the room. If, if he'll tell me if it doesn't make sense to people. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> because I, I want them to get that. So all of that to say, hopefully you guys are with me still. If not, you've shut it off and it doesn't matter. <laughs> that really bothers me, man. It bothers me too. It bothers me. And, I'm, and I know, you know what? What areas am I doing that too? But I'm so passionate about, man, I just, you cannot grow without grace mm. as a Christian. You can't because no. the, then the expectation would be that you are Jesus the moment you're saved and you are in his eyes. But we know for a fact that this process of sanctification, which is just a fancy word of becoming more like Jesus, is a lifelong process Yes, that the Holy Spirit is a part of. We have decisions in it, but we are we we certainly can choose to follow. But it's in that it's a process, and so when we do this, when we don't allow for mistakes, we're not saying condoning mistakes, people. We're talking about repentant people that make mistakes and come forward and say, "I'm mm-hmm. sorry." If we don't allow that in the church, then we are creating a church filled with fake people yes. who are always trapped in the same sins because they never share them. Mm-hmm. So they never really have healing and have certainly God can heal and restore and all that on his own. But the Bible says, confess your sins and one of them you will be healed. Why does it say that? There's something about that. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. I man. hope it makes sense it to makes you guys. Sense. Hey, if this makes sense to you, you're watching it, just write in the comments below. It'll be cool. This makes sense. Right? Yeah, man. No, I think that's so good. And like, ah, it is like, it, it's, it's part of, you know, we, we've talked about like holy anger before, man. Like that is just, that does anger me. Angers like, me too, man. Like and, and I know that I wouldn't be where I am now without grace, man. Yeah. Like, like, like I was, I was dumb. <laughs> like, like I was, I did <clears throat> dumb things, and people, you know, I shouldn't say people because it's you guys. You guys work with me. <laughs> hey, you here's know, the like, reality, man. Like, like <laughs> this is where it gets even deeper. <sighs> does your standing with God does it rest on you and your ability to meet the standard? No. Otherwise, you don't need Jesus. No. Otherwise, what Jesus did is... And so you look at it intellectually. One is if if it can only cover certain things and it only covers up to that moment, then up to the moment you're saved, then mm-hmm. Jesus, when Jesus said it's finished, it wasn't really finished, was it? It was only partly done. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Bible's lying to us when it says that neither height nor depth nor can separate us from the love of God and all those things. Um, the I just, I don't, I don't know if we take the time to consider 
that the way we treat each other has a has a serious impact on the kingdom mm. and the culture of the kingdom. That's good, man. And I don't know what to do with it. And I get so discouraged, man, because what will happen is when you have those 500 people that are – and they're not intentionally doing it all the time. I don't think they are. No. I think that they – I think there's a lot of Christian leaders and what they're teaching that they're going to have – Man, I, I pray, but I'm telling you, they're going to have a rude awakening someday for what they've, the culture and what they've taught and the way they've taught it. Mm-hmm. Um, because anything, any gospel that is Jesus plus something is not the gospel. Hmm. As far as save, being saved and all that kind of stuff, you know, and I don't know. So you ask me how I'm doing. I'm sad. I'm frustrated. I was uh, this morning. I was hopeless. I'm like, yeah. goodness gracious. I'm angry. I get those moments of like, ah, I just want to go out and <clears throat> what am I going to do? I don't know. I'm not going to fight everyone. Yeah. And I say this play, from a place of humility, guys. If if grace isn't real, and everyone that's watching this, you have a secret. Every one of you does. If you think that your pride, maybe you've perfected all the rest of it out. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus said you should do. <clears throat> The former without neglecting the latter. You should do the one without neglecting the other. So you clean the outside of the cup, great. But you sure better make sure the inside is clean too. Mm. And he cleans that. You know, and it, it talks about you have given, you know, I'm paraphrasing. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. He said, listen, you've done the right things on the outside. You've given a tenth of your income. You you wear your things. You, you do all these things for show. But you've neglected the greater things, justice, mercy. Mm. <clears throat> you should do the one without forgetting the other. Um, guys, we we got to be better. We've got to see this. Like, let go of the control. Like, understand that your job amongst your other believers, yes, you are to call each other, you are to rebuke each other when they're sinning. But the purpose of rebuking is not to punish. Mm-hmm. It is to call them to a repentance. Your job is to not punish anymore. Mm-hmm. And we do that to each other all the time. And we, do, we, we justify sin. It's like, well, if they're, like, for instance, we can slander as long as, we can go spread rumors. We can gossip. We can say negative things about the brothers and sisters in Christ as long as what we're saying, there's some partial truth in it. Mm. Right? The other thing, I said this Sunday in a message, and I don't know if it makes sense. So you take the the adulteress. There's a, uh, if you're watching this, you have no idea what the Bible. So there's a section in Scripture that talks about an adulteress caught in the act. How do we know she was caught in the act? Because they were dragging her out to stone her, mm-hmm. which means if they had already, if they're going to stone her, that means they know it's a fact. That's right. So they, they bring her to Jesus and they're like, hey, what should we do with this woman? He writes something down and then says, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. It doesn't mean sin's not serious. He's trying to make a point. So they all walk away because they're smart enough to realize it. <clears throat> Jesus looks down to her and says, where are your accusers? It's a beautiful story. And she says, they're gone, Lord. And then he says, then neither do I condemn you. Beautiful, right? Because she thinks she's condemned. Mm-hmm. She's, and then he says, now go and sin no more. So ser- sin is serious because he makes sure to say that. But you can't, you have to have that forgiveness first. Mm-hmm. Well, then he says, what's interesting is we all go, yeah, man, I love that. And we feel like that adulteress, right? When we, at some point in our life, we feel like the one that's being condemned. Yeah. And we're all like, yes, I get it. Until we get the chance to be the person in the crowd with a stone. Mm-hmm. And when we get, a, get, get to be in the crowd, human nature says, well, I feel bad for the poor person unless I get to hang out with a rich person. If the rich people will accept me, then I don't want to hang out with the poor person anymore. Does this make sense, what I'm trying to imply? Yeah. Guy in the crowd, does this make sense? Yeah, man. So, like, think about that. And that's, mm. that's I think that's what happens and why I feel sad. So I don't think all these people that do that are, are sitting there going, I want to 
I want to live out a false gospel. I think I don't believe that. I believe they're so scared that they don't want to be associated with the adulteress, so they'd rather be the one throwing stones. Man. Right? Even though deep down inside they feel like her, but they gotta pretend so that the people with the stones don't turn on them. Yeah. <clears throat> so what am I feeling? I'm feeling sad. Here's some encouragement though. One of my brothers today sent me this verse, and it's such a good one. It's Philippians. So you start wondering, you know, why are churches? Why are some of us doing this? And I don't hate other churches. I certainly don't think we have it all together. Lord knows. Let me be clear in case you need to hear this. I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's all I am. I am nothing. Paul says in there, um, you know, <clears throat> sinner saved by I am the worst of these, Paul says. That's the way I feel. I am the worst of these. Mm-hmm. And I'm just here by the grace of God trying to tell people about God who loves us enough to die for us. Amen. And uh, But I'll tell you this. This is what he says. Paul says... <clears throat> Um, most of the brothers in the Lord, so he's in prison, have gained confidence from my imprisonment and dare even more to speak the message fearlessly. Some, to be sure though, I mean, I added though, but some to be sure preach Christ out of envy and strife, but others out of goodwill. These do so out of love, knowing that I'm appointed for the defense of the gospel. The others, meaning the ones that are out of envy and rivalry, proclaim Christ out of rivalry, not sincerely, seeking to cause me trouble in my imprisonment. <clears throat> what does it matter? Just that in every way, whether out of false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. So, man, that was like when I get too discouraged and when we don't have it all together and there's people out there that are that are misrepresenting grace, if they're preaching Jesus, then hey, at the end of the day, that's what matters. So, mm. And we can have hope in that. Yeah. So anyway, mm. I feel like I preached. I didn't mean to, but no, that's kind of what I'm wrestling with, dude. <laughs> that's so good, man. And, you know, what I gathered from that is it just sounds like there's always, you know, one thing you mentioned was, you know, how people, you know, can have all this knowledge and they just don't apply it toward their, towards their lives. Like, man, like, it's just, I feel like, I feel like it's a, it's a head and heart issue, you know, like, like they think they can, they can live life knowing the knowledge and then they don't, they don't actually believe it in their heart, you know, enough to live it out. That makes me want to cry because it also reminds me of the verse that says, Narrow is the way to lead to life, and yes. we'll find it. And, and again, we talk about a lot. I don't, and I'm. Ta- I always, I don't want to be this guy, Lord. Did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not cast out demons in your name? And the Lord will, pro- will, will reply, "Get away from me! I never knew you." And that's there's something to that, man. When it says that you ha- you have to under if you can't. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. This is real. We're having a real discussion. Yes, because man, like like literally, like like. like you can read this, and you can know all of this, but if you can't apply step one, like... Well, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you haven't accepted Christ, and like, you don't know real forgiveness. That's why Jesus says, if you don't... We talked about this too, you know, if you forgive your brother, if you don't forgive, then neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Hmm. It's not about whether you do it perfectly. It's not about whether you feel like forgiving. It's not about whether you're, you, you have to not be hurt anymore. It's about whether you understand who you would be without forgiveness. Mm. And so you're willing to offer it to other people. That's right. And, you know, I've always owned, <sighs> sin hurts people and hurt people hurt people. And like that repentance is a real thing. And, mm-hmm. and we're just, you have to let, you have to give people the freedom to repent. Yes. If you don't, then <laughs> why would anyone ever want to be part of this? Yes. Other than, or certainly part of the church. Yeah. You wouldn't because that's – we just had this discussion in Real Talk. A guy was saying like, well, what what happens if I mess up again? What if I admit I have a problem but I slip up? 
Well, how long, how many times will it be before? He literally said, well, how far before you'll kick me out of the church? And he meant it genuinely. And that reminds me, that's why Paul, that's why Jesus said, Paul's like, hey, man, I forgive him seven times. That's good. And Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. And then he told that parable about the unforgiving servant. He was trying to make a point. You don't get it. <clears throat> this is bigger than what makes you comfortable. <sighs> I don't know. But again, we, we are only control of ourselves. So when I, at the end of the day, what I end up bringing to myself is it hurt his hand. I was like, Lord, I want to be that person that gives it gives people the freedom to repent. Yes. And usually when I say this to Christians, particularly Christian leaders, if you want to know the truth, and I, I had a, we've had a Christian leader say that we take grace too far. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, and... Typically what they mean is, is like, oh, you guys think that sin's not serious and you, you don't you don't preach that sin is real. And it's like, listen, Jesus came in truth and grace. If you take away either of them, it's not Jesus. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I can sit here and talk about truth all day long. I can tell you all the rights and wrongs. That's right. Why don't you for a second, and I'm talking about you guy out there, think about the do's. Mm. Do you love? Do you forgive? Do you, you know, I don't know, man. I, that's good. And dude. that's, I just, I don't know. It's, that's where I'm at. So I, heavy, but I'll tell you what, I got encouraged. So this verse, truthfully, I was like so kind of like, Ugh, why am I doing? <laughs> and this verse encouraged me because I'll yeah. tell you what, Paul. I'm not equating myself with Paul. Religious people that already hate me. Um, I shouldn't have said that. But uh, you know, I'm not Paul. I don't think I'm special. Um, yeah. That there's a song about casting crowns and just says I'm a nobody telling somebody or tell I'm a nobody telling everybody about somebody. Right, that's that's what it's all about. So, that's where I'm at, man. I'm encouraged though, and uh, I love God and I love His Word and I love the fact that no matter what the world says, sometimes even us, flawed part of His body, that we have His truth that we can go back to. It's good stuff. It's awesome. Thanks for letting us talk and ramble. We're about done already. We yeah, finally get through a couple. <laughs> no kidding, man. That was good. We're gonna get through a couple questions. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go first. Cool. Ask you because I just ramble for twenty minutes. So, <laughs> what is the biblical way to leave a church? Um, Ironic. <laughs> that was not planned. I <laughs> it was not planned. It really wasn't. I would say, uh, well, you definitely don't just want to disappear. You don't want to just stop coming. Um, <laughs> I think another thing that's important is uh, to ask yourself, are you a member? <laughs> um, that, that also means something, you know, because if you're a member, you know, you're definitely, you know, you've, you've signed a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, like a covenant or yeah, a promise. Yeah, covenant. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, a covenant or promise. That's another good word for it. You know, to be here and to be a part of this and to, you know, you know, devote your spiritual life to this church, you know. So, um I think if you're wanting to, good. By the way, everything you said. Thank you. Um, I I think I think the the correct process would be one to exercise your options as to why, 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 why you're leaving. Uh, Are you talking to people about it? That's another good thing. You shouldn't just. I feel like you shouldn't make this choice. I mean, unless it's it's a clear cut you know thing that's out of your control. You know, say you had to move. You know, okay. But um, definitely, you know, approach leadership about it. You know, and then uh, being sent off the right way. You know, like the way you you've talked about that in the past. You know, with praying for people. You know, as you know, they come here one last time, we can pray for them. You know, and and wish them you know the best on their journey. You know, which is so cool. And I think you know mm. that's the best way. 
I think that's yeah. the right way. Um, Remind me, because I want to address the last part, in case I forget, about membership, the concept of membership and why. Because okay. like, that's not, it wasn't in the Bible, but there's a reason why it connects to it. Mm-hmm. So I agree. With you. So first off, there's no outline in Scripture that tells us how to leave a church. Yeah. Partly because if you wanted to leave a church, you'd have to move to a whole new town. Right, because there's the church of Corinth, there's the church in Ephesus. Like you would have to leave the town. You don't have today. You know, there's a church on every street corner, yeah. which is part of the reason people leave so much. Because like, oh well, why would I eat this? I can go taste this fruit now because I got a different, you know, choice. Right. Well, you got to ask yourself: Is this so? There is no purpose. Let's let's think it through. What is the purpose of church? Well, Scripture tells us that, among other things, church is sort of supposed to be the pillar of truth. It's mm-hmm. the place where. Uh, the Bible is preached. We are growing. We are living out the call. So <clears throat> that's that's true. So one way that would make sense you would make sense to leave is if the Bible is not being preached. If you're at a place where truth, biblical truth, isn't being preached, it makes sense. And you had an option where a place was, then that makes sense. Now, to a degree, if I still think when we look at the way we're supposed to interact with each other, so um, we confront each other. If there's a problem, if we have something against each other, if someone, you know, my hope is if even in that situation, you would go to your leaders and you would say, hey, I feel like we're kind of off on here. What's going on? We, you are supposed to be committed. We're a part of the body. So if we just leave whenever we want for willy nilly thing or when our feelings hurt, we're not, again, we're not really reflecting Christ mm-hmm. because Christ doesn't do that to us. So I think everything has to be done out of love. You are to love your brothers. So if you're going to leave, if you are, you have to ask yourself, what's the real reason? Am I leaving? Most of the time, people leave for a couple of reasons. All right, well, let's give three reasons. One is a good reason would be if they're preaching, they're not preaching the Bible, and you've tried to talk to them about it, and they won't hear it, or whatever. That mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, then you got to go find that. Uh, one is you're moving something crazy like that. Sure. Another reason people tend to leave is they they're not involved. They can't get involved, and that's important. Like we. Yeah. It, we want to feel – we grow sometimes when we also serve. So yes. we want opportunities. But a lot of times people wait to be approached instead of going and being like, I'm willing to serve wherever for the time being. They want to do what they want to do, which isn't really service, by the way. Mm. Um, and then the other option is silly stuff. So I don't like the music. Um, Pastor Billy Bob like didn't shake my hand for five seconds. He only did it for one. I know I'm kind of being facetious here a little bit, but that is – the truth. Sure. Do those sound like things? Those sound pretty petty, right? Absolutely. Does that sound like how we're supposed to treat brothers and sisters? No. Nope. So uh, I definitely think that every effort should be made, made in Ephesians 4 talks about to maintain unity. And even if you do leave, you better not leave in a way that causes um, disorder or causes disunity or causes, you know, that kind of stuff. You want, and that's what you meant by leaving the right way. Right. You want to let people know and you want to talk it out. And if you approach church as a family that you're committed to, then you, you would never leave. Like, well, first off, you probably almost never leave. And you certainly, if you did have to leave, would want to leave the right way. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of scriptural evidence for all this. Ephesians 4 is a great example. It's a simple thing, simple things. Like, you read that and now ask yourself, am I doing that towards my church? Hmm. And that's why, by the way, people, going back to membership. So why do we... You know, the idea of membership is kind of a hot-button topic. I actually changed my mind on it. I was completely against it back in the day because I was like, that's ridiculous. Sign a piece of paper. But the piece of paper is not legally binding. The piece of paper is making you understand and outlining that it's a serious thing to be a part of a body. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a reminder to you that of what your 
role is to the church and what the church's yes. role is to you and that it isn't some flippant thing that because you don't want to get up that day, you're like, I'm leaving. You know yeah. what I mean? Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you want to leave um, in the way, you want to make sure, okay, so overall, you want to make sure that the reason you're leaving is a real reason and not some fleshly thing. Yes. You want to make sure that you've uh, made every um, effort to maintain unity. Yes. And assuming you've done that, that you have, you are leaving in a way that doesn't cause hurt and disorder and doesn't, you know, tear the church apart. Sure. That's good. Um, let's go with, how do you explain the Trinity, that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are all one person? I, that's the one you went with? I even put them in order. You flipped it. You I son did. of Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get to that. Uh, the Trinity is a complicated thing. So here's... Very briefly, drive you to Scripture, hopefully. Um, this is the biblical doctrine of Trinity. Ready? God is three in one, but he is not three different people. He's God is one. So the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. This is not the Trinity. The word itself is not mentioned in Scripture. We take it from countless places throughout Scripture that points to this idea. So in Genesis 1.1, and we're hearing this because I always mispronounce it, and I'll probably do it anyway. Elohim is the word that God uses to describe himself, and it's a plural word, hmm. which is interesting. So it's the Hebrew plural. So it's like a we. We are here. So, again, it's not – I almost struggle to give this to people because they're like, oh, there's like three gods. and No, God is one, um, and it's hard to explain how he shows himself because I could give you definitions like God is – so the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes the other way too. So um, they are all God in one. So how do, it's how does and there's some sort of um, there seems to be a relationship of subordination within it. So the Son is subordinate to the Father, um, the Holy Spirit is to the Father. So the Father is um, they all interact with things in certain ways. So the Father is the catalyst for creation, right? He is how this happens. Mm-hmm. The Son is how the interaction and sort of like how God interacts with creation. And then, and this is very, very surface level here. And yeah. the Holy Spirit is the agent by which he does creation, right? It's the way that he functions. So there's a lot of different descriptions on that. But sure. the, the big thing is, the way to look at it is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're all one in his God. And we don't understand it completely and fully because we are not God. But the main thing to take away is it's not... There's not three gods, there's one God. And in a, in a weird way, he shows himself in three ways, if that makes sense. That's a very, very shallow interpretation of it, but no, that's, that's the best way. You know, does that make good. sense? That sense as, as me. messes it going to? Mm-hmm. Me, good speaker today. All right, got one more, and I think we'll call it. Okay. We had a good talk, I think, earlier. So, what do I do about feeling like I've disappointed God? Um, if you feel like you disappointed God... The biggest thing, and because I know for me, man, I can feel like a disappointment quite a bit. Um, I feel like you have to truly understand repentance. Mm. Uh, you have to really want to turn away from why you feel like you're, di- you're a disappointment to God. And then understand that he forgives you for that. And then you ask for it. You know, um, And then trust. That's that right. Trust, trust that he's going to lead you where you need to go. And that he's forgiven you. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's uh, two there's two things here when people say this. So 
with this question because we don't know context. What do I do about feeling like a disappointed God? Well, one of two things are happening. One is you're feeling conviction because you have sinned, mm. in which case you That's just right. outline that. If you sin, you need to go to him and repent and tell him that. And Because it, we don't always feel led to repent about every single thing we've ever done. Right. Thank God, you know, if I was rude in that moment. But those mm-hmm. moments when the Holy Spirit is telling us and we're feeling conviction, conviction is that feeling that I've done something wrong and I feel bad about it. Mm. We need to go to God and we need to repent, which just means to ex- confess that to him, turn away from it. And then you said it earlier, trust that his word is true, which mm-hmm. tells us that he has forgiven you. Yes. That, you know, excuse me, I believe it's uh, first, excuse me, first John, um, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. That verse right there tells you um, you're clean. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the first thing. You've actually sinned. The second thing is something called condemnation, which is you've yes. already done that. You know, you, you feel bad, you've repented, but you still feel like, and I wrestle with this a lot, and I know you do too. Yes, I do. This feeling that you're condemned, it's over, that you've gone too far, mm-hmm. that he can't forgive you. And what we have to remember in that is you have to trust him. And we talked about earlier that your feelings can't rule everything. Yes. When your feelings contradict the word of God, so they go against it, which one wins? You have to make the choice to, to let the truth win, not your feelings. Mm. So what's the truth? Romans 8, 1 tells us, there's many verses. Yes. Well, I just told you, First John, John tells us that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to cleanse us of all. I mean, he's faithful to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. So that we have to trust him. He's not lying. The other thing is there is no condemnation in Christ. Mm. That's Romans 8, 1. Those are some of the things I cling to. Yes. And there's a verse that says, Neither height nor depth nor powers um, nor rulers nor anything in all creation will separate us from the love of God in Christ. Man. We have to cling to that and trust it. And sometimes go to our brothers and sisters and say what you're doing here, which is saying, I'm struggling. Yes. Remind me of who I am. Remind me of who God is. Mm, that's so good, man. So um, conviction or condemnation, which are you feeling? Conviction draws you to God. Condemnation makes you pushes you away from God and makes you want to run and hide from him. That's a, a simple way inside of yourself to know what you're that's feeling. That's good. Good? Yeah. That's... You got anything else, man, I, to close her up? I apologize uh, for talking so much. No, today. dude. I, so good. I'm just, I'm very honored to be able to do this with you because I learned so much. And, man, you're just, your insight is always just so, <laughs> so good. And I, I need it, man. So, don't feel bad for talking. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, no. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, we hope that you guys check out uh, some previous ones because we've had, you know, like you said, this is episode fifteen. So we got fourteen another one of these these guys up. So uh, just uh, like the page, share it if it blessed you anyway. Like you said, throw a comment. You know, if you guys have any questions or if things did or did not make sense, you know. Uh, that's that's about everything for me. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, we have 14 other episodes. Go Any episode that's numbered will be in this format, which is, I think people get a little confused. We may change the way it looks, so it'll help sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if it's numbered, it's this format. We kind of go a little deeper. We also do a live uh, Real Talk that we do every Thursday. Those are posted as well. You can go check yes. those out. Those are longer. They're a little lighter. We still get into some real stuff, but yeah. we have some fun too. Um so go check those out. Please do leave comments. Those of you that have, that's so encouraging for us to let us really know people is. are watching them. Uh, we also, uh, I hate the us. We we'll also let you know that we are going to be going live this Thursday, either eight thirty or nine, because we talked about pushing it. We'll yeah. let you know. We'll mm-hmm. post 
Ethereum 9, come join us. Come hang out with us. Yeah, it's uh, We would love time. to see you. If you haven't liked our page, like he said, go like it and follow it. Link will be, well, clearly it's coming from, from this page. <laughs> so we'd love to see you. We do have a website, www.theremnant.life. That may be posted as well on this, mm. uh, on this video. Uh, we are the Remnant Church here in Whitley County, Indiana. If you are local or within a couple hours and want to come check us out, we have service every Sunday, kind of different. We're in the evenings. We have service from 6 to 7.15, 7.30-ish, our uh, worship and uh, short message. But we also have a community time mm. uh, every every Sunday. We're committed to that part of our ministry between 5 and 6, in which it's a free meal. Yep. Our love feast, like Scripture says, is, um, where we just come together, hang out, eat together, have <laughs> community. We'd love to have you come and join us. Other than that, um, thank you guys for bearing with my long-windedness today and just coming a part of our life. Oh, no kidding, man. Um, it's been crazy. Yeah, and just, man, we're so thankful that you asked these questions to get us thinking. We hope that you have a great day, and God bless you.